Warning, the cases that I talk about here are under the assumption that the individuals that are accused allegedly committed these crimes unless they have been convicted in court for the, tri for the crimes that they have been charged with. This is by no means me making any kind of accusations whatsoever. I am simply commenting on news articles and stories that have been shared with me through individuals who may or may not have experienced these said stories. This is not fact. This is purely my opinion. Unless they have been through court and they have been convicted. Please understand that moving forward. Thank you. Trigger warning. The podcast you're about to listen to may contain sexual and violent acts committed against men, women, and children. If such acts offend you in any way, please do not listen any further. This podcast was made for an audience of 18 years and older and contains mature and explicit content. Also, this podcast may also contain a high level of profanity and explicit language. If such things offend you in any way, shape, or form, please do not listen to the podcast any further. This is your last trigger warning. If anything that I mentioned above offends you, please do not listen. Thank you. Hey everybody, this is Jeremy with the Man Apart Podcast, episode 26, titled Life With and Without Parole. So there was a story that I've seen over the years, mainly on social media, and it was a clip at a I want to say it was either like a trial sentencing or the, the plea deal portion of a trial or the, or the plea arrangement. I, forgive my terminology. I don't know a lot about the, uh, about the judicial system. But it was what, the, what an inmate said during his trial talking to the judge. Now, there was this inmate named Steve Sanderson. And y'all might not know the name, but y'all know the guy's face. Y'all y'all know the clip for the most part, or a lot of y'all might have seen it. It's the guy looks similar to the actor who played uh, Jethro in the Beverly uh, Beverly Hillbillies in the nineteen nineties, and uh, or Taekwondo Rex and Napoleon Dynamite, just with a shaved head or sh very short hair. Guy wore glasses and had like a little you know. Uh, little soul patch. Uh, that's Steve Sanderson. And what was unique about it was that he told the judge that he killed a pedophile that was his cellmate. The way Steve tells the judge, he's like, when I found out this pedophile's charges, I told him he needed to pack up his stuff and move out my cell the next day. The guy... Instead, tried to minimalize or share his side of the story with Steve. And Steve, being an inmate, a convict, for a while, over in, uh, I think it was in Saginaw. Where was it at? I think it was in Saginaw Correctional. If I'm not mistaken. Out there in Michigan. Yeah, it was in uh, Saginaw Correctional Prison over there. 
he decided to beat up Theodore Dyer until he passed out. Because Steve gave him multiple chances. He said, dude, just stop talking about it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know your story. Like, basically shut the fuck up. Theodore, I guess, in his own way of trying to get sympathy, was trying to tell his story, and like Steve said, he didn't want to hear it. So he just started hitting him. And he just kept hitting him and kept hitting him. And when he passed out, Steve took his shoelaces and wrapped them around his neck and killed him. And then Steve packed up all his stuff in his cell and waited for the guards the next day when they did count. So the judge asked, why'd you do that? He said, well, it's just to make it easier. Uh, that way the guards aren't just going through all your shit and you, they might miss something that's yours. And he just didn't have any remorse at all. And you'll find that out a lot, that a lot of uh, inmates and convicts, they do not care about pedophiles in prison. Which, because pedophiles are the lowest of the low, they're scum. A lot of these men are fathers, and they'll never get to see their kids. So when somebody comes into their into their world that hurts children, you know, children that these convicts, these murderers, these these gangsters, these drug dealers that love their kids and want to protect them but can't now because of the the choices and decisions they made, they feel some type of way toward pedophiles. And Steve did too. What was unique about Steve was that he was serving a life without parole sentence for killing his girlfriend back in 1991. And... When he got charged with the murder of, uh, it was it was second degree murder of Theodore Dyer, they gave him life with the possibility of parole. I thought that was kind of odd, and he thought it was odd as well. He's like, what's the point? You know, I, I have to go live a whole nother life, and then I get to live life again if I somehow come back from the dead and maybe get parole. So what, I mean. He was just like telling the judge, what's the point of all that? He he never understood that. The thing in prison culture with pedophiles and everything like that is that from what I've learned and gathered, now I haven't been in prison. I'm not a not an ex-con or anything like that. I'm not a convict or an inmate. I don't know. I haven't, you know, thankfully I haven't been in prison or jail. I'm lucky that I haven't been. But the thing that goes on in that culture is... uh pedophilia, rape, those are no-no charges. Those are bad charges. Those are charges that are not going to get you respect in prison culture. In fact, it's going to put a target on your back and it's going to open you up to being preyed upon just like you preyed upon people or children. They're going to prey upon you. Especially pedophiles. But the reason why Steve said, get the fuck out of my cell was because if you have a known sex offender in your cell, you are basically telling everybody in that cell block, in that compound, that you're okay with pedophilia and that it's not so bad. And then you get a target on your back because you're guilty by association. That's just how it is. That's why you'll see inmates kill pedophiles because they'll actually get respect for it among their peers. And that's all that matters up in there is respect. 
You got to respect the next man. You got to earn respect there. One way or the other. So when you're in that culture and in that environment and a very violent one at that, you cannot appear weak at all. And Steve being a uh, Steve was being gracious and merciful to this guy and saying, hey, get your shit. Go find a new cellmate. You can't stay in here with me. That was Steve's that was Steve's mercy and compassion. That's all that, that, that an inmate can really give to a pedophile. And apparently, Theodore Dyer, um, his charge was really bad. He raped an 11-year-old. So I don't feel really any mercy or sorrow or, or any kind of sympathy whatsoever for him dying in prison. He was convicted. The jury of his peers found him guilty. That was it. Like, you're done, though. And he just couldn't keep his mouth shut. As Steve said, he just could not shut his fucking mouth. So I thought about that case. So I remember seeing that case for a while. I didn't know what Steve's original charges were, why he was in prison in the first place. But I remember when I originally saw that, I'm like, you know, fuck, get him freed. Get, you know, let him out. You know, he, he, he did the world a favor. And I when I found out he ended up killing his girlfriend back in 91, I was like, uh, What about justice for that girl, that girl's family you know and Steve don't want to be out he, he's like you know what I, I did something horrible I did something wrong and I'm serving my time for it I'm paying for my crimes it was just an odd thing on the sentencing part of it that they gave him life with the possibility of parole for killing a pedophile but life without the possibility of parole for killing his girlfriend it, it seems like the justice system puts more value on a pedophile than they do an innocent woman. That's just... And, and, of course, I don't know how heinous the murder was or anything like that as well. I mean, all, all murder is heinous to some form or degree. Um, even when you are killing a pedophile as well, it's still a murder. It's still the act of taking someone's life. Someone's life is gone. It's extinguished. I think a lot of us kind of desensitize from the act itself because we try to justify it by, well, he killed a pedophile. Well, when you dig enough into the justice system and realize how easy pedophiles do get off compared to other crimes, for instance, possession of weed, selling weed, uh, murder, rape, theft, pedophiles get off a lot lighter than, than shoplifters do in most cases. Most of the time, They'll go and get time served in a suspended sentence waiting for their damn trials. They'll be open for re-entry programs. They will have good time. Meaning, like here in Louisiana, I think it's for every one day you're a good prisoner, you get one day off your sentence. So if you got a five-year sentence and you were good for two and a half years, you had two and a half years knocked off your off your sentence. And... You could do whatever crime you did and two and a half and you got five years, two and a half years later, you're out. Now I know it's not so simple and so easy peasy, but for the most part, you're out. And that's a problem in our society. The fact that we have to rely unfortunately on killers and and, and murderers and, and you know, gangsters and drug dealers and whatnot to actually 
you know, give victims justice instead of our own justice system taking care of it, it, it just baffles me. I I just don't understand it. You know, I, I don't get why they would protect these monsters so easily until you start scratching the surfaces and realizing that unfortunately pedophilia is in all aspects of our life. It's infiltrated every fucking where. It's in our schools, our churches, hospitals, our judicial system, our our political systems, um in our police stations. It's everywhere. And it just it to me it never gets any easier when you find out. I don't know what the real solution is. I know there's a couple solutions I have in dealing with pedophiles. The most peace-loving way is to make their life a hell of a lot harder than what it already is. And they're already bitching and complaining that their life's hard because they're on the registry. And they can't get good jobs. They can't go back in their career fields. They can't do, you know, I see a lot of those. I've seen interviews like that. I've seen stories like that, testimonials about what life on the registry is like. And I don't feel any bit of fucking sympathy or sorrow for them. You stole something that's that's valuable to somebody. That's their peace of mind. That's their their innocence. Their I mean, it, it's rape is is just a horrible fucking thing. It's not even a sexual thing. It's a power thing. It's 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 domination over somebody. It's taking some some something from somebody by force. And the scars that you leave on that person last a fucking lifetime. I mean, go back and listen to to my interview with Amanda Henry and Mo David and Miss Laura Smith. I mean, they've all been victims of, of child rape in their lives. And they dealt with it in different ways. And they still have the scars. Sometimes it's a smell. It's a song. You might taste a certain food. You know, you, you, you see something and it will trigger you. And they have to carry that the rest of their fucking lives. Forever. Because there's no real true healing off of that. I mean, there's ways to deal with that trauma through, you know, psychological and psych, you know psychiatrical help and counseling and, and, and support and love. But still, they have to deal with that the rest of their lives. They have to... They have to Wake up from the nightmares from that the rest of their lives. It's nothing consensual what these monsters do. They trick, they manipulate, they threaten, they do whatever they got to do to take what they want by force, especially when it comes to children. And that's what hurts me the most is when it's, when it's done to a child. I mean, I look, I hate all rape. I really do. I think I think the most heartbreaking and gut-wrenching uh, stories are the ones with children, though. I mean, that's what broke me. That's what broke me and compelled me to do this podcast. And the fact that we're applauding people to kill these pedophiles in prison, I, when I really sit back and think about it and analyze it, and it's a scary thought because it's a slippery slope, right? But there's so many people out there that are ready to just pop off and ready to, to just kill them all, unfortunately. And I, I'm, look, I'm not trying to condone any kind of vigilante justice. These are just how I, 
these are people I've come across and encountered that they're, I mean, they, fuck, they just want, you know, their way of dealing with it. And, you know, my way for a long time has been dealing with it with, or wanting to deal with it, I should say, is, you know, a lead injection to the gray matter, right? Take them out back and dig a shallow hole or find a hog farm somewhere afterwards. And that's great and all, but it doesn't prevent pedophilia either. You know, it, it stops them from ever reoffending, but it doesn't prevent it altogether. And that's where I'm at in life as well, as that I, I think if, because I, I, don't, I don't know what the real answer is, because they know they can get caught. They know they can go to jail for it. They know life in prison is going to be fucking brutal for them, and it doesn't stop them. Or at least that's what the public thinks, right? That That's the viewpoint. When I actually sit down and talk to people, they were like, they didn't, you know, they lived as if they weren't going to get caught. They lived as if nothing was going to happen to them. And there's organizations that help these people. That help, not people, these monsters. These fucking degenerate monsters. I've listened to so many damn stories. And... Outside of this podcast, on top of it, I mean, I, TikTok's full of them. But then talking to people privately, I mean, it, it, it makes my head spin. So do I think Steve Sanderson did the right thing? To a degree, yes. To a degree, no. I mean, he did. He did give the man the opportunity. To be quiet, the right to remain silent, I guess, if you would say. And Theodore Dyer just kept fucking talking. And you know what? Steve did what he thought he needed to do. He thought that taking Theodore's life was going to give that little girl some kind of justice, knowing that her abuser, her attacker, is not going to be out out of prison anytime soon. Because I don't think even Theodore uh, Dyer got... I think all he got was... um, they didn't say in the reports. Look, you know, I get, I do get my facts from news articles and uh, case files and stuff like that. So I didn't get a chance to see what, what, how long his sentence was over there at Saginaw. All I know is that he was in there for raping an eleven-year-old child. An eleven-year-old, y'all. That's somebody's baby. That's somebody's sweet little girl. That's somebody's, you know, everything. And that girl is broken. That little child has to go through life carrying the scars of what Theodore Dyer did to him. It's horrible. It's atrocious. And it ain't fucking right. And that's where I think a lot of us applaud and, 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 and give grace and, and, I mean, fuck, we even cheered on. Steve said, I know I have. But I know that shouldn't be the answer. I think we all realize that that shouldn't be the answer. And when you go about your daily lives today, or whenever you're listening to this, what is the right answer? You know, what is the, what is, how should we deal with this, this sickness? A lot of you will tell me, well, you know, we kill them, but how do we prevent pedophilia? Well, you can never prevent pedophilia, Jeremy.
Why not? Okay, maybe you're right. Maybe we can't prevent all pedophilia. But do you think maybe we can slow it the fuck down? You think maybe we can come up with some ideas to make it to where they're too fucking scared to act? I mean, think about it like this. Why do we not murder each other? Why do the majority of us not go around murdering each other? Well, Jeremy, it's wrong. Okay, yeah, it's morally wrong. But besides morality, which a lot of us don't fucking have anyway nowadays, that we're, you know, we're seeing real true morality, real true compassion and empathy, why don't we murder people? Because there's prison. Because you get put into a box somewhere where you're treated like a piece of shit for the rest of your life. Get beaten. Get molested your own damn self. Get Possibly get raped. You know, um, never be able to see your family again. Miss all the birthdays, the Christmases, the Thanksgivings. You're stuck in a, in a place that's a land of brutality. And loneliness and despair. So do pedophiles. They have, but it still hasn't stopped them from hurting children. I think another way that we can help prevent pedophilia, or at least slow it down, is to stop accepting these monsters into our society. There should be no re-entry program for them. Because once they offend, the studies have shown that they will re-offend again and again and again. And until we realize that, until we really learn that there's no stop, there's no cure for this sickness, we're gonna just keep letting it go on. And a lot of you guys, and gals, and and everything in between, everybody in between, a lot of y'all don't care. I'm not saying my listeners don't care because obviously y'all do care. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening. But go look around. Go go look and see what's popular on social media. There's no care for, for kids. There's no care to help keep children safe. There are a few people out there. And when you present a situation that's fouled and fucked up, yeah, they'll voice their opinion. But, man, I'll tell you what. They will protect what they believe in. If you tell them that pedophiles shouldn't be allowed in church, oh my God, you wouldn't believe the amount of people I see that contradict me and say otherwise, right? That say, no, everybody deserves to be, you know, be in church. Everybody, you know, all sin is equal. Really? All sin's fucking equal? You mean stealing a pack of gum is just as fucking heinous and bad as raping a child? All sin's fucking equal? Yeah. Okay. Sure, Sparky. Yeah, we'll go with that logic. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not. Go- you know what? I'm not going on that soapbox today. That's just that's just a little thought for today, right? For some of my my, my Christian brethren and, and sisters out there, there's a lot of people who are abused in this world who can't find help and support, and the only support they actually do get is from the Steve Sanisons of the world, those convicts that kill these pedophiles. That's a shame. That's a damn shame, and it's a sad thing. And I know I started out talking about Steve Sanderson, and and it it kind of rambled on to all of this. It's just philosophy style questions I'm asking. 
And it's real questions I'm asking, too, because this is what I was thinking about when, when I did the research on this case. What can we do? How, you know, how can we prevent it or how can we slow it down? Those questions went across my mind. And I hope they go into your mind as well. And I just want to, I just want to have a world where these kids are safe. Where their innocence is intact. Where their fathers or their brothers or their moms or sisters or grandpa and grandma and, and, and aunts and uncles are not raping their own family members. Where you have, you know, kids not being sexually molested by a best friend in the family or... The fact that these children can go to a church and feel safe and not have to and, and parents don't have to worry about oh whether or not somebody is an actual convicted child molester in, in their in their ranks. You know, simple shit. The way life should be. And unfortunately, there's just more and more stories of it. They keep popping up every day. I keep seeing them every day. I don't know. The definite, the the definitive answer, the ultimate, the the one-stop answer for it all. I have ideas on how to curb pedophilia, but just to curb it, to slow it down. I don't know. I think just like there will always be good, there will always be evil in this world. Because without evil, what do you know what's good? And without good, what do you know what's evil? I just hate for these kids to be a you know life lessons for us. I hate for anybody who's been taken, you know, raped and murdered or, or anything in between to be a life lesson for us. I wish we all could just I'm not gonna say all get along, but I wish we all could just love each other and have compassion and empathy for those and realize that this is a world full of suffering. And there's trauma going on with it. And we would have a whole hell of a lot less trauma if people would stop touching these kids. That's just my opinion. You know, of course, all this is just my opinion. And these are just questions I have about life. When it comes to this realm of abuse. So that's about it, y'all. I really don't have much to say else on Steve Sanderson. That's pretty much just a story that I uh, saw on my social media one day and I said, you know what, let me talk about it. Let me do a little bit of research and talk about it and talk about what, what it made me feel and what, what, I, what I thought about. Sorry, I stuttered a little bit. But yeah, y'all, I just... What are your thoughts? If you were in control, if you had the power, what would you do? How would you stop pedophilia? How would you stop child rape? How would you stop ra adult rape? How would you stop abuse in general? What could you do? If you had all the power, money, and resources and, and the influence in the world, everybody just just sat there and waited on your words to come out of your mouth and go do your bidding, what would you do? How would you stop it? And I, short of just saying, hey, stop raping kids, what would you actually do to, to change, right? Like you couldn't control people as far as, you know, jump up and down to infinity and, they, and they'll do it. No, I'm talking like you had you had real power, you were in charge and you could, you know, your influence can change the world. How would you stop pedophilia? How would you stop child rape? How would you stop child abuse? Curious to know. 
So if you are listening and you got Facebook, you can go find me on A Man Apart Podcast, uh, which is a group page I have on Facebook. Or you can also go you know, find me on TikTok on A Man Apart Podcast or A Man Apart J-Dog on TikTok. Just leave a comment. Say, hey, I'm, a, I'm actually going to have a video that's going to say, you know, episode 26, life with and without parole dropped. So you can go comment on that one when I, when I, when I finish recording it. So by the time you listen, it, it should be up and ready on there. And that's it, y'all. I'm going to have some announcements after this. So stay tuned for it. And I just want to let y'all know, protect all children, even if they're not your own. I love you. Be safe. Bye. Okay, everybody, so we're on the announcement side of things. Um, if you're listening on Google or Apple Podcast, you're missing out on a lot of other content that I've made previously. You're gonna you're missing out on the interview I just did this past weekend with a TikToker named Cosmic the Jelly. And for a lot of y'all that don't know about TikTok and everything in that realm, I do meet a lot of survivors on there. There's a lot of people who are just begging and screaming for support and love because of what they suffered. And there are some horror stories on there. One of them, for instance, I, I was tagged in last week. Uh, and you might have seen me on Facebook posting about it. You know, Facebook, I, unfortunately, the people that I know, it just seems there, there, there's a handful of y'all that, that care and that love these kids. And the majority of people, it's like they don't give a shit. I don't know, maybe it's just they're apathetic or they're ignorant to, to how these abuses are going on in life. I don't know. But for the ones that engage in, in my Facebook post and comment and support and just whatever encouragement you give and whatever life perspective you give, I appreciate it and I love you for it. Flat out, plain and simple. But for y'all that don't, that are not on my Facebook, that are not on TikTok, that strictly listen to this podcast... Look, I get that y'all don't want to get Spotify. However, I'm not under, I'm not behind a paywall. You don't need a a subscription to listen to the content. The only reason it's exclusive is because of how Spotify distributes my material. So if I have an interview where I have to talk to them, like talk to them over the app, you're not going to be able to get those interviews. You're going to have to you know, you're going to have to listen to them on Spotify and not on Apple and Google. They will not distribute them. I don't know why. It's, I got with an anchor support, and they said that's the reason why is because it's a talk episode. Now, the solo episodes, like the ones you're hearing now, yeah, they're going to come through because I didn't realize that when I put music to my podcast, uh, they will not distribute those either. So you'll at least get the solo episodes for sure, but I encourage you to go check out my interviews on Spotify and see some of the, and just not see, but hear some of the horrific stories that was told to me. And some, and some of the episodes are not horrible. They're not, they're not all, um, you know, heinous crimes either. I do have organizations I've interviewed as well. I've so far, I've had two organizations on my podcast. One is, uh, mighty moms with Beth out here in Livingston parish wonderful lady a sweet gentle soul of a person and i gotta say i have a lot of love for her and what she's doing which is feeding all the hungry kids all the impoverished kids out here in livingston paris louisiana and basically was telling people how she got started 
and how anybody can go do it. You just gotta, you know, it takes time. I mean, it took her years to, before she even became a, a, you know, being able to do it full time and as a nonprofit. And it took her years to get every school in the parish for the kids to have what they call a tummy pack. Which, if you don't know what that is, go listen to the episode. Go download Spotify. Go listen to episode thirteen. You know, it's called Mighty Moms. There's another one I did recently too, a couple of weeks ago with uh, Gabrielle from the Wolf Project. It's I don't remember which episode number it was. I think it was like in the 20s, 22 maybe. But she talks about how she has a program, a uh, yeah, a program where she goes and helps people set up, you know, internet like bait accounts to trap and get convictions for, you know, online predators. Very noble cause in my opinion and, and the right way to try to lock up these monsters. Um, I mean, she can't change the laws and everything like that, but she can definitely at least try to put, you know, more charges and, 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 and build cases against these, these monsters. So that way they can at least get on the sex offender registry. People can some, somehow people can know, right? That's a noble effort for sure. And I love her for it to death. And she's just got a sweet soul about her as well. And, there's so many layers to her. I don't even want to spoil that episode because there's there's more to it than just that. Um, and just a, just a just a wonderful person, just a sweet person. And I, you got to go listen to the episode. It was really good. It was engaging talking to her, just like it was engaging talking to any of my interviewees that I had. Um, I you know as much as I don't enjoy hearing about rape and pedophilia, when you when you get to connect to these people. And you get to talk to them privately outside of the podcast and everything. You know, it, it, there's a connection that you have that you gain with survivors, and there's love that comes from them. And I know I try to talk to every single buddy I have. There's people that I still haven't had on the podcast yet, just because of time and scheduling. And you know, I have a full time job. I drive trucks for a living. My wife and I have our own business as well, and then I'm doing a podcast in between all that. So. And in balancing a marriage and, and, and personal life and, you know, all these things all at once, it, it is a daunting and juggling act of a task to do. So, but I have other people lined up. I don't think I'm going to have, I have a couple of interviews I still got to finish up for right before Thanksgiving, but I know I won't be doing any interviews, uh, new ones yet until after Thanksgiving. So early December you should hear interviews. Now, I'm going to keep doing solo episodes, so I don't want nobody to think I'm not going to drop any episodes. I got, fuck, I got research stuff I got to catch up on, too. I'm getting together with people, and I might have some co-host episodes about some, some different historical cases. And hopefully, we can see how those turn out and get, you know, that way you don't just have to hear my damn voice. It's, it's a lot more engaging, and it's a lot better when there's somebody else on the other side of this, right, or next to me on this. I mean, hell, I can go for three or four hours talking with somebody when it's when it's a really good, engaging topics and subjects. And I'm also going to be on some other podcasts eventually. There's other podcasters out there that I'm in. I'm in talking to, and we're working with, and we're in you know networking with, and everything like that as well. And we're trying to build each other up and our platforms up. And so. Just be on the lookout for that. And, of course, I'll make the announcements on mine. They'll make the announcements on theirs. And we're, we're just trying to help people. 
And there's a lot of different types of survivors of abuse out there in this world. So I'm going to be covering a lot of those perspectives and trying to help out as much as I can. Y'all, if you don't know what's going on this last week or so, uh, justice for Skylar. This is important and this is big. And I'm right now I'm, I'm playing the waiting game with news stations and other podcasters that have bigger reaches than I do and other influencers and social media. But I'm not going to wait too much fucking longer. You need to go on TikTok and look up You Will Never Silence Me or You Will Not Silence Me. Or just look up the hashtag Justice for Skylar. This baby, y'all, it, it breaks my fucking heart. Because this little baby is five years old. Autistic boy. Who told his therapist that his daddy puts his wee-wee up in Skylar's butt. Or puts his wee-wee in Skylar's butt. And his mommy puts her mouth on Skylar's wee-wee. I know that's fucking hard to hear. And that's probably boiling your blood like it's boiling mine right now. So if you feel fucking blood boiled right now and you feel fucking mad, get fucking madder because this is this you're about to brace yourselves. CPS threatened the fucking therapist to not report on the abuses anymore, to stop reporting about the abuse. On top of it, his daddy is apparently a snitch for the cops on all the drug dealers out there in Bloomington, Indiana. And on top of that shit, he refuses to take a polygraph to clear his fucking name. Go figure. The one that, the, the, you know, so many other red flags. Um, the fact that when he had bruises on his arm after a home visit, his aunt, who runs that TikTok channel, uh, which you can find her pretty easily if you go search on my TikTok for some of them and everything as well. I don't know if I have them under the hashtag Justice for Skylar, but you'll see some videos that say Justice for Skylar on it. Uh, when his aunt took a picture of Skylar's arm, Skylar started taking off his clothes and his diaper. And said that, you know, basically that's what you do when the camera comes on. You know, camera on, clothes off. Like, what the fuck? Um, intentionally grabbing, you know, his aunt's, you know, breast and genitals and everything like that. Putting his head and trying to put his head into her genitals. Like, like intent, like this is groomed behavior in a child. And he only does this in private. It's not an autistic thing. So when people want to come out and say, oh, well, autistic kids might say weird things like, you know, like put we in butt, put we, we in butt, you know. No, he doesn't do that at school because she asked She asked his teachers and asked, asked his teachers that, no, he's never done that. You know, otherwise that would be an autistic thing. So it scared his aunt even more. She's got hundreds of videos of evidence, phone calls, fucking paperwork, documentation and shit. And ain't not a fucking buddy out here in this world listening doing a damn thing so i'm asking you guys here and i should have did I sh- you know i should just did a whole fucking episode on it but i didn't want to i'm waiting for these pot i'm waiting for these people to, to do something but i'm not going to wait much longer you know i'm not going to fucking wait i'm gonna do the interview my own damn self and then i'm gonna promote the fuck out of it however i can but it, it's just odd to me that nobody gives a shit about this woman nobody gives a shit about this baby Maybe it's just because it came across my eyes. I know that, and look, I get it, y'all. There are thousands of babies being raped every fucking day. But this baby in particular came in my viewpoint. This baby was put in my face for whatever fucking reason. 
And for whatever fucking reason, nobody's giving a shit about him. There's no money to be made for giving Skylar justice. I'm sorry, y'all. If 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 if, if you podcasters or or you know, I shouldn't say you podcasters, but if any of y'all, I don't I don't get it. I just don't fucking get it. I know there's some that are busy as fuck. And look, I've reached out to a lot of different people, and I know they're probably all fucking busy. But goddamn, it's been you know. It's been it's been going on almost a week since I've been reaching out to people. Because the first two days was just shock and blood boiling anger and not knowing where to fucking go. And I just started swinging right in, in a meta, you know, in a, in a in a in a in a hypothetical sense, just swinging. And I'm just trying to hit something to where somebody will wake the fuck up and realize this baby is being hurt. So I can just ask all y'all if you know big time influencers on TikTok, if you know. Big podcasters, which I the only ones I know, of course, is David Keck and uh, and uh, uh, Woody Overton and Jim Chapman over there. I know Woody, you know, is busy. I know he's extremely busy. So I know he hasn't even. I know when he looks at it, I know he's gonna he's gonna do something about it. I just have that in my heart that I know that. And David, he's working on it on his end as well. So I know there's other podcasts that are that will be dealing with it. News stations. I mean, I've I've reached out to multiple news stations here and over there. Nothing. Nothing fucking back from any of them. And I know one of the one of the reporters out here. Not even a fucking text back. Really? I don't know. I don't get it. You know. It, it, but I understand. There are a lot of other things going on too. I just, it just breaks my heart for this baby. Y'all, it breaks my fucking heart. And there's, there's one baby I could save in this world. It would be Skylar right now. Cause I know about it. And I know, I know, and, and there's more than enough evidence to convict these motherfuckers. I'm not saying just arrest. I'm saying fucking convict. I mean, this baby ha- this baby can give a full fucking casa interview, and these motherfuckers have enough. There's enough proof, I would say. Allegedly, there's enough proof that the father's doing something to this child, or if the, if the father isn't doing anything to this child, somebody's fucking raping this kid, and somebody needs to fucking pay for that. That's my opinion, though. Like I say, all this is allegedly. Until otherwise. But yeah, that's what's going on with Skylar. That's what's going on with with that with that particular battle and that particular fight. So I'm just encouraging all of y'all to go look up Justice for Skylar and go help this aunt out. I think her TikTok channel is called You Will Never Silence Me or You Will Not Silence Me. I I'm sorry, Jen Jennifer. Her name's Jennifer, by the way, too. So I I'm sorry, Miss Jennifer. If you're listening to this, I forgot the TikTok name. I should have wrote that shit down. I'm gonna burn it into my memory. But it, if nobody's going to pick up this case, nobody's going to pick up the story, I'm going to fucking do it. I just know that there's there's people out there with big... And the reason I'm not doing... I, I haven't d- agreed to do it is not because I don't care about Miss Jennifer. I don't care about Skylar. I care about getting Skylar the attention, the reach that he needs. I'm, I'm, I'm still in the infancy stages of my podcast. This is just me growing. I don't have the reach, you know, like a lot of other podcasters have. It'll get there. I know it will, but 
This baby needs to be saved like yesterday. Y'all, like fucking yesterday. So, I just encourage a lot of you guys and gals and everybody in between to please help this sweet baby out. And don't be scared to let me know if there's any more injustices of the world going on. I, I You know, I'll take on whatever cases I can. People do worry about me because they, they worry about the burnout that I'm going to have. And I appreciate y'all's fear and I appreciate y'all's worry for me. I really do. I love y'all for it and I thank you for it. And y'all know who you are listening. Um... A lot of this fuels me. But yeah, I, and I worry about burning out too. So I don't want y'all to, like, it, it. my wife reminds me of it. You know, people that I've interviewed remind me of it. Like, they just like, hey, you need to slow down. And I didn't slow down last week for Skylar. I did slow down Sunday, though. I, I took my mental health day and I said, you know what, let me just take that. And I'm back at it, baby. I, you know, yesterday was kind of easing back into it. And I talked to a few people. I'm going to be having some interviews soon in the future after after the hol- after the Thanksgiving holidays. Um be, be prepared for that. Um, so, yeah. But please, go help Skylar, y'all. That baby needs it. And look, it's probably the only real important announcement that, that's worth a damn to me right now at this point in my life. If you don't have TikTok, go fucking download TikTok and just do it for Skylar. Go go give likes. Go share it to your Facebook, your social media, whatever. Go find my Go find my post about it. You know, you'll see you'll see the the therapist paperwork and what she wrote and everything like that. And tell me, you know, it doesn't blow boil your blood that not only did CPS bring that child back to that fucking home where that abuse is at, they threatened the uh, the therapist to stop reporting the abuse. Something's going on. Something's crooked. Something's corrupt, and it needs to be investigated. And not by Bloomington, Indiana's police department. Needs to be investigated by an outside fucking agency, another police department that isn't that has no connection with them people. Because if you're gonna protect a fucking snitch, you better be prepared to protect that snitch all the way for your prison cell as well. That's how I feel about it. And yeah, I don't give a shit about dying. So if I piss the wrong motherfucker off and they pop me off in this world, I don't give a fuck. As long as that baby's safe. That's how I feel about it. So, that's where I'm at in life. I want to save babies. I want to save dogs and babies. That's what I want to fucking do with my life. And I think it's a worth it's a worthwhile life to live. Y'all, I love you. Y'all be safe. This is the end of the announcements. So, just go to TikTok. Go look up Justice for Skylar. Go help Miss Jennifer out, please. I'm begging y'all. I'm fucking begging all of y'all to do that. Please. It's important. I love y'all. Be safe. Bye.